Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's fantastic to be with you today. In today's session, we outline a powerful tool to help you build emotional connection. This is the third part of Emotional Connection Week. And based on our training programs at IWHP, this tool, Building Bridges, is a foundational tool to help you connect at work or at home in a more powerful way. Let's walk. walking, moving as we are able, enjoying this gorgeous day, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises. Why? Because we want to build momentum in our day, focus in our day. We want to build emotional intelligence so that we can be better in those more difficult moments that we face, those challenging conversations, those difficult decisions, what we call last 8% situations. So we're walking, we're paying attention to our belly and our body, feeling our feet on the ground, And just being present, letting go of whatever we were thinking, whatever we were doing, and just being present in our walk. For many people, they find walking meditation at first to be a bit different, but after a while, they really appreciate how there's so much going on, sensations, movement, belly, that there's lots to pay attention to, as opposed to sometimes sitting meditation or sitting mindfulness can be challenging because it feels like there's not much going on. Of course, as we all build our mindfulness practice, we realize with this monkey mind there is a lot going on, no matter whether we're sitting or walking. But for now, we're feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our head and neck. Feel now your whole body from head to toe and use one of the two barometers that we use the pleasant neutral unpleasant barometer so just do a scan through your body and just pay attention to any sensations that are neutral or unpleasant or pleasant As you know, with mindfulness, we're not trying to change anything. We're just tuning in. 
We're befriending whatever is present. And now do a scan on the other barometer that we use, which is calm, neutral, not calm. So just feel through your body, head to toe, any sensations that are present that are not calm or neutral or calm. And not judging that it's right or wrong, that not calm is somehow worse than calm. In mindfulness, we're not trying to change our state. We're trying to be curious. And by being curious, interesting things happen. But more than anything, we're able to be with ever more challenging and difficult sensations or situations. This is what allows us to stay as opposed to run when we're in a last 8% moment. And this is something we can grow and learn. So as we're walking, just feeling the body, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. I need to let you know, as just before we move into idea of the day, that this is the second to last session of this season, which is season one. We're going to do one more session next week, which is a season overview and then we're going to take a break and then come back in September with season two. I so appreciate you being here because without you, you know, would there be a last 8% morning, right? I so appreciate all the people who have really been part of this project, this last 8% project. So exciting. I've loved every moment of it. So now, moving to mindfulness of ideas, right? We're moving to the idea of the day, which is emotional connection. This is the third part. And so far, we have talked about a number of things, right? That we can't build emotional connection unless we first manage our emotions, right? That emotional connection is at the heart of an engaged, productive workforce that can be agile and innovative, People will not take risks unless they feel safe to. And to feel safe, people need to feel an emotional connection. Or they will hold back potentially their best ideas. Right? People don't leave organizations, they leave their manager. So if you work with others, or if you're a manager of others, finding ways to build your emotional intelligence, and specifically your ability to connect, goes a long way to building the kind of place we all want to work in and that's productive and happy. We also talked about it's not the survival of the fittest, it's the survival of the connected. We talked about be bonobos, not chimps. Right? Chimps are incredibly smart but can be quite violent and selfish in their behavior. And they don't do as well in terms of reproduction as bonobos who, governed by females, they don't kill one another, they engage in sex to maintain a peaceful collective temperament in the community definitely you want to be a bonobo more than a chimp we also talked about the rosito effect that emotional connection in this really interesting study confers on us such a protection against heart disease and then finally in the first part of emotional connection week we talked about the importance of being present about valuing uh, 
relationships, not getting caught in the task trap, and being interested versus interesting, asking questions, really listening, following up with a good question. There's an African proverb you might have heard. I love this one. If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So how do we connect? Right? We've built up this week so that we can deliver this tool building bridges to you. Now, here's the thing. When most of us want to connect, what's interesting is that we really start from our side of the bridge. And what do I mean by that? So think of... It could be a work relationship, a relationship at home, in your personal life. We're on one side of the bridge. That other person is on the other side of the bridge. And on our side of the bridge, there's our view of the situation. There's our behavior. On their side of the bridge, there's their understanding of the situation, their intention. And between us, you could say we have an understanding gap. And Building emotional connection is to bridge that gap. And here's the thing. Most of us, with really good intention, attempt to build the bridge from our side to their side. And that's good, but it's not great. And you know and I know good is the enemy of great because it stops us from finding that next level of connection. So what we like to suggest and what we teach in our courses in emotional intelligence is to, as opposed to starting from our side of the bridge, is to walk over to the other side of the bridge and build it backwards towards ourself. Now, that might seem simple, that might make sense, but the truth is that we're not very good at it. Why? Because when we're under pressure, we get stuck on our side of the bridge. We really do. We get kind of thinking about and focused on our assumptions, our opinions, our authority. And so it's important that we're able to go to the other side of the bridge and build a bridge backwards towards ourselves. Now, there's a number of reasons why we want to do it, but here's a big one. Even if we have authority, even if we have a lot of persuasion in us and passion in us, and even if we get some people to jump to our side, You know, the truth is that they're only going to jump a certain distance. And that's almost a metaphor of engagement. Yes, they might come over, but are they just now complying or are they committed? Also, if we just start on, stay on our side of the bridge and start from our side of the bridge, then we're not really tuning into their emotional needs. And we talked about that in one of the earlier episodes in Emotional Connection Week, right? When people feel like they have a voice, when they feel valued, when they know where they stand with us, all of a sudden they, ha- they can trust us. They can feel like they can take a risk with us. And so this is another important point. By the way, just so you know, going to their side, starting from their side does not mean we are weak, does not mean we are giving in. I know as a parent, sometimes I feel that. No, it's not. We don't have to agree with them, but we need to give them voice. They need to feel heard. Again, this is part of their emotional needs. And this is not a one-time thing. It's over time when we do this, they start to feel safe with us. Because at the end of the day, we still will go back to our side of the bridge and articulate our point of view. But boy, if we can meet their emotional needs, 
then they will be able to hear us. They will be able to hear feedback or whatever it is that we're wanting to give them. And so we want to build the bridge using what we call a wave model, W-A-V, which is we walk to their side of the bridge and we sit there and we think, okay, I need, W is willingness to really listen. Many times we are stuck on our side of the bridge and we're not really open. This is where we need to be curious, not certain. And it's so easy for us because we can jump to judgment based on less than 5% of available information that we go into any conversation thinking, oh yeah, we know what the deal is and we're just going to prove, we're going to show them that we're right and they're wrong. And honestly, that is not the way to go in. If you want to be effective at communicating, if you want to build an emotional connection. And let me just say this, it is hard to do this when we're under pressure. So if you find it difficult, listen to this episode over and over before you have an important conversation. But walk in with real curiosity and real willingness to be open to their point of view. So that's the W. A is to ask questions. It's to really try to get more than 5% of available information. Try to understand from their point of view. And what we know is that if you ask questions versus make any statements, it actually turns on a different part of their brain that soothes their amygdala, the emotional part of their brain, and so they can hear us more as well. So that's one of the ways that we can help soothe them is by asking, they've got to be honest, genuine questions. They can't be statements dressed up as questions, of course. But as we're listening, we can move to the V, which is validate. So we need to make sure that they feel heard, that they understand that we don't have to agree, but but that we understand their point of view, even if we don't necessarily agree with it. Now, here's the thing. In each step of the way, from WA to V, they're taking a step towards our side of the bridge. And what happens is that they get closer to our side of the bridge. So now they can hear our point of view. And it's a much shorter jump for them to actually hear us, Right? So when they feel understood, it's much easier for them to jump to our side of the bridge. Now, this isn't easy. And you will have times when you wonder, like, why am I even doing this? It doesn't feel like I'm getting anywhere. But let me say this. It's just not one conversation. It's many conversations. When, we, when, they, when the other person really understands that we are curious, we're not going in certain, and over time they start to trust us. And then some of the tension goes away in the relationship. And this is a big part, quite frankly, of building what we call a daily conversation. We have a training course called The Three Conversations of Leadership, and it's really about how do we build trust with daily conversations. So this is one of the ways that we do it. Not easy, but oh so powerful when we can emotionally connect. When somebody can feel heard, when their emotional needs are met, they're more open to being able to hear our feedback. And that's when it can be very powerful. Because here's the thing, part of valuing and respecting another person is actually give them what we call differentiated 
differentiated feedback or kind of constructive feedback because we know they can take it. And if they understand our intention, they understand where we're coming from, then they're more able to hear it, take it in, and grow from that feedback. So, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling our feet on the ground, thinking about how fortunate we are to be walking or moving as we're able, so fortunate to learn and grow and build our these neural pathways in our brain. And just know that it is so worth investing in emotional connection for our health, for our happiness, for our performance, for our quality of life. We are social animals. The more we can understand that and really prioritize that, the happier, healthier, and productive we will be. And it means then we can show up in our more difficult moments with more energy and as better versions of ourselves. So as we're now moving to gratitude, what are five things you can feel grateful for? Just think in your mind, what are five things that lighten your heart, puts a smile on your face? You can think of some of the emotional connections that you have of people. You can think of these lungs that are breathing and this mind that can think ears that can hear. Wow, there's so much to be grateful for. And know this, when we show up with more gratitude in our life, that attracts people. People want to be around people who are full of optimism and grateful and looking at what's possible. Big part of emotional connection. So, as we're finishing today, bringing this energy into the day, I am so sad that After the next episode, we will be taking a break because I've loved doing this podcast. But I'm so glad you're here. It's been so great walking with you and spending this time with you in your ear. Helen Keller said, alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Have a wonderful day.